This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Good, everyone. Good evening, everybody. Um, like our game today, Chris is a little bit delayed, but he will be here shortly. We'll be back in a moment. And just like magic, here he is, Christopher. You're a little bit today. You're a bit delayed. Yeah, it's a multitude of different things. I am going to completely admit to you that uh, my cat was being a pain in the ass, and then my laptop was being a pain in the ass. I've got an old work laptop which has been with me since pre-COVID, and it decided. No, I've had enough of this positivity <laughs> because of all of the football. I've had enough of you enjoying yourself. I'm going to have an absolute meltdown and decide to do a million updates. And I've oh, got a company. Yes. I've got one of those company things that pops up, say, you need to restart your computer right now. And I've been postponing it for about two weeks. So, oh, so it, it suddenly company. decided, nope, that's it. You've had your chance. <laughs> You're doing all of it. But right, well, hey, I'm here. here. Yes. So what we're going to do, I'm just going to say good evening to everybody in the chat. So hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. And who else have we got here? Nigel. Hello. Good evening. Is everyone's blood pressure calmed down? Mine has definitely. Um, Stefano's back. Good to see you. Adam's back. Um, oh, Adam, only one guest. You should get more people on. Everyone would love to be part of your podcast. Yeah. You see, the thing is, this is becoming a little bit like the Amanda, Chris and sometimes Albert show with James as well. So it's who's available, really. But what I'm going to do during the World Cup, I'm going to have a series called What Arsenal Means to Me. And we're going to get lots of different people on. But let, let's just let's just we've got so much to talk about. So I'd like to welcome you all uh, to the show and. Christopher, Christopher. Okay, let's let's just have a little back, go back a bit to our last show last week, 
think we all predicted a win this week, although I changed my mind this morning and said to all, we all thought we'd be okay in Bodo, Glimt, whatever you call it. What, what did you think about that? Um, the Bodo game? Um, yeah, the performance. I called it... I put a blog out and it was functional, functional Arsenal, functional, functional Arsenal, because <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like an Arsenal team that just needed to go through the motions, get the result, do the job. You know, don't have anyone injured. Let's just crack on and move ourselves like let's move through the gears of the uh, the Europa League. And we did exactly that. We did exactly what was needed of the team. We put out a team that was a rotated team, although not fully rotated team. I'm a as probably people on this channel have heard multiple times. I'm a child of the championship manager generation. And so I love it when I can rest my entire team in preparation for a weekend game. But, you know, modern day football, we're recognising that it's not as simple as that. You need to balance it. You know, you need to keep people with the cadence of playing football. And I think Arteta, in hindsight, got the balance right. And ultimately, we got the win. We didn't play great. And we went in today's game. I wonder if today's game, part of it, particularly the second half, played a part, the, the Bodo result, played a part in how we performed, but we'll probably get onto that. We'll get to that. So, um, as most people know, it was very hard to watch the game if you were based in the UK, but some of us got to see it. I got to see the whole game. I'm assuming you did too, Chris. But yep. but it was really strange because I just had a feeling this morning that it's going to be a little bit like the old Arsenal. We might be a bit frustrated. That's why I went for two all. People kept telling me that Leeds weren't very good, um, etc. But I just had this little feeling because I think as Arsenal fans, we're just waiting <laughs> for the draw, the loss, the bad game. You know, I think that's what we're just mm -hmm. used to. So so I, I managed to watch it. Um, we'll start at the beginning. Um, we get a minute into it and all of a sudden the ref yep. goes over to the sidelines. For people who haven't seen it yet, the, the ref goes over to the sidelines and just sort of points to his mic and we just think they're going to swap over something. And then all of a sudden, they announced that VAR wasn't working. Now, I have to hold my hand up here. I was like, yeah, let's play on without it. Thank God no one listened to me. That's all I can say. Um, let's play on. This is ridiculous. There's no power cut there because all the advertising balls are working. The scoreboard was working. Didn't really understand what was going on. So... What were your first thoughts for the first, I think it was 37 minutes of delay? So it was a really interesting one because my first thoughts initially was five, six, in five or six years ago, we didn't worry about this sort of stuff. If there was like a power, if there was a communication breakdown on the mics between the two uh, officials or three officials, they'd probably just be like, well, that's a bit annoying, but we'll just crack on and go as we are. But I think such is the reliance on ticking the boxes of the rules and probably the fear that the PGMOL have of, imagine if we just said, right, we're going to carry on, we're going to do this game with no VAR, and there was a controversial decision on VAR, which then could be the difference between three points, one point or zero points. I suspect that that's why they just 
they almost err on the side of caution these days, don't they? And I think that's probably what was reflected in the fact that they said, nope, we're just not going to do it. We're just going to take everybody off the pitch. And, you know, because we can't, we have enough, uh, we take enough of a hit from the fans, from the Premier League, from the media on all of the decisions that we make, which a lot of the time, as we all know, you know, I mean, I have my views on the PGOA, PGMOL and they're not wholly positive, but I think they probably just err on the side of caution and they're a bit like, do you know what? Let's just not give us, leave ourselves open to scrutiny by just bringing everyone off and then just restarting. So that's where I think the mindset was at. It was really strange because um, being a woman of a certain age, I'm a little bit of an overthinker, Chris. So all of a sudden I'm going, the game's going to be cancelled. When are we going to fit this in? This is going to be a nightmare. I, you know, I, I I was in my head going, well, we can't fit it in this month. I'm already there. It's already cancelled in my head. Um, and it was really awkward trying to watch how we were watching it because then it just cut out and we didn't know what was going on. And the good thing is, obviously, People that were at the game that I knew were tweeting about it and on Facebook. Mm. So when they said other oh, players had come back out, I was like, yes, thank God for that. Then then <laughs> it went straight back to the football on the stream. So it was really interesting that you didn't know what was going to happen. Was this going to be beneficial to us? Was it not? Yeah. You know, was it going to raise leads and, you know, raise how they were? But so the game starts and I'm I'm quite okay with the start, Chris. You know, I think... I think some of our football is absolutely stunning. Um, it, it felt that it flowed very well. Um, your take on the first say? I don't. I can't remember when Saka scored. What minute it was? Do you remember what minute? Anybody it was know? in the thirties. I can uh, call it up in a match because of my, seconds, thirty-five, thirty-five minutes, thirty-five minutes after we kicked off. So yeah, yeah. so it was like an hour and so later on official time. Yeah, thirty-five minutes. Um, it was really interesting. I felt we played quite well. It wasn't brilliant, but we played quite well. 35 minutes. Thanks, Lynn, and hello, Lynn. Um, what I can remember, because so much happened in the second half, it, it's become a little bit of a blur, was it, it wasn't the, the free-flowing football we used to, but we did have some chances, didn't we? Yeah. Do you know that first half? Um, so going back to... The postponement bit. So uh, my wife said to me, "Well, if you're not um, if you're not going to watch the football for the next half an hour, do you want to make me my lunch?" So I ended up making lunch for my wife. So uh, a bit of a shout out to Nicola. She got a free. She got a nice lunch being made for her. Lunch. But that, uh, yeah, exactly a free lunch for her. But um, that first half to me felt like this season. So this season. I've not really been stressed or worried. I mean, I have because you go to the games, you get stressed, you know, Tottenham, you get stressed, Liverpool, you get stressed. But the way that we've played has made me feel more comfortable. And the way that the team has played, I feel like there was control. So if you're going to talk about that first half, I would describe it in one word, control. It felt like we were in control there. Leeds had their chances. Mm. Leeds were decent. But it felt like we were like in control. It's like, guys, we've got this. We're knocking the ball around at the back. We're creating chances. Martinelli driving down the line. He had the beating of his man. Saka was finding space on that right-hand side. And he was finding a fair bit of space. Erdegaard was really good in that first half. The first half was controlled. So we get to halftime and I'm thinking, it's controlled. Fine. 
crack on. I mean, let's we'll get to the second half, but if you if we take it chronologically up to that point of half time, I'm thinking to myself, we're all right. This is what we've seen all season. It's all good. I was worried beforehand that the Bodo glimp, you know, traveling to Norway is going to cause us an issue. You know, they're going to play as tired, fatigued. You know, I, I, when I travel, when I go on the plane, when I get on a plane and go anywhere, whether it's work or personal, I'm knackered for a day yeah. or two afterwards. Mm. To be fair, normally that's because I get a bit drunk. But mm. in this instance, the players obviously aren't drunk, but the, the fatigue and traveling does have an impact. So that was my worry. But then that first half, I thought to myself, doesn't seem to be a problem. No. So I really, uh, one thing I did notice actually, because I've written a few notes down actually, because during the game. You're getting good at this, writing well, down notes. And game. you know what's even better is on my phone, I haven't even done paper. Oh my God, unlikely. child of the 21st century. Look I at know. you. Get me, eh? Um, one thing I did write down and I noticed was how hard Martinelli was working from yeah. back to front. Absolutely. What he's gained in the experience of playing regularly where there were times, weren't there, that we'd go, oh, come on, Martinelli, get back, get back. Over this time, you know, last season, he's now there. He's now he's now fighting for everything. That is one thing I noticed. But well, let's, let's just talk about the goal. I could not believe what Rodrigo did. I, I tell you now, if that was an Arsenal player, I couldn't talk to him for weeks. What he only did to his team, why would you even do that, Chris? Swing a ball in defence right over to the other side and it hits Saka, who then does a beautiful one-two with Erdegaard and scores the most beautiful of goals. And I felt really, really bad because I knew most people weren't watching. And I tried to explain how this has happened and how much they're going to enjoy watching that goal. And Saka, uh, let me just, just jump back a bit. On Friday evening, I was interviewed by a local paper with a Spurs fan. The, the journo was Spurs and my Spurs friend who was on here a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about the World Cup and what it means to us. And I just said, look, you know, I, it is, I don't want it interrupting their season. And we were just talking and they brought up Saka and they said to me, he's not really done it this season like he did last season. And I went, that's a little bit unfair, if I'm honest. I said, Massively I don't, yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, obviously, I was the only Arsenal person in this conversation. And I was thinking back and I was going, not really. He's got quite a few goals. And as of today, he's now our joint top scorer with, G with Jesus, five each. So I sent a clip of it to them in the group that I'm on with them in WhatsApp now. I said, yeah, he hasn't really started, has he? I said, I, I sort of don't get what people think by that. He needs... To, we don't want him to go away with England, but England need him. His performance, his performances are getting better every game, Chris. Yeah, I, I'm really pleased with this because, and I think this is symptomatic of our season actually, because I've seen a lot of different players stepping up at different times. Like we've had games where Gabriel Jesus has stepped up and been the man. Yeah. We've had times where Gabriel Martinelli has stepped up and been yeah. the man. And today, in that first half, it was Bukayo Saka stepped up and been the man. And I think that's almost symptomatic of a proper football team, a football team that is going to compete 
is a team that doesn't rely on one individual. You know, we've had years where we had Robin Van Persie that we essentially just were hoping, we hope he turns up today. And there was a season where basically nine times out of 10, he did turn up and that got us through. This team feels different because this team feels like if somebody has an off day, and I thought Gabriel Jesus had an off day, I thought it was quiet. I thought we didn't see a lot of him, but that's okay. Yeah. When you've got other players stepping up and we've got, Bukayo Saka, he's a year older. Martinelli, he's a year older. We've got Erdegaard, he's a year. We've got a young team that are all a year older that have been together a year, and we've support. We've augmented that with good players like uh, like Jesus. Uh, and the result is that when Jesus has a bit of a quiet day, like he did today, maybe he was impacted by the injury picked up last weekend. Don't know, but Bukayo Saka said, "Nope, I'm gonna. Don't worry, lads. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the." I'm going to do my bit. I'm going to have end product and I'm going to deliver. And exactly. So we're talking about, I saw a headline uh, yesterday. I don't want to make it about them, those lot down the, those, that small team around the corner. But I saw a headline today. I think it was from Daily Mail saying, God help us if, uh, if they hit first gear. Well, God help us if all of our players at once hit top gear because you ain't stopping. You're not stopping mm. Kyle Stacker. You're not stopping Gabriel Jesus. You're not stopping Martinelli. You're not stopping Odegaard if they're all on top form. We have got a fantastic team. Like I can look at today and we'll we'll pick apart over the next sort of half an hour or so. We'll pick apart some of the stuff that didn't work. But I'm sat here today having seen us go through the toil of not playing well against Leeds away from home having played on Thursday night and having done all the travelling and still picked up three points. This team are just getting it done, and that is amazing. And what's great is every week there is one player that's not in the game. Exactly. And it's not mattering. So if Saka's not in the game, Erdegaard had a good one, and Jesus. Martinelli has a bit of an off day, Saka's there, or Jesus. And, and what I'm loving is Jesus wasn't in the game today. Didn't really see him. Agreed with the substitution. Might actually thought it could have been a bit earlier. Um, it don't matter. <laughs> and this is what's changed. And you're right about the experience. Very interesting. I was tweeting with um, Walid on Twitter. And we were just discussing. Someone said, we're not going to win the league. And, and he said, talk to me when we're 11 points clear and then we might have a conversation. And I said, talk to us when we're 20 points clear because, and he said, yeah, you're right. You know, you know what it's like. It's massive fine margins to actually be able to win the league. It, and I mean, we are what mid October here. I wouldn't even talk about winning the league until March, but that's because I'm a warrior. I've, I've been an Arsenal fan for over 50 years and we know how hard it is to win the league. And we know that even by today's result at Anfield, City never really do it do it against Liverpool anyway. You know, next week, Haaland's probably going to get about seven. So I, what I said to him and what I'll say to everybody is, enjoy every moment now, every win, every goal, every great, um, pl every player that has a great game, Everything. Sing your hearts out. Enjoy it now because we don't know how long it's going to last. If you're not enjoying it now, I don't really understand. Um, and he got it. He was saying, I, I get that. He, he said, and I said, the fine margin was last year. And I had this conversation with both the Spurs fans. And they actually said to me, you're one of the most 
honest Arsenal fans I've ever met. And I said, well, I'm, ever, I'm very honest. You know, I've always been like that. We weren't ready for the Champions League last year. We are ready for the Euro Europa League this year. Next year, we will be ready for the Champions League. But we're not ready as such. And we'll have that confidence, uh, stamina and everything to win the league. In March, if we're 20 points clear or whatever we are, and everyone wants to come back at me, I'd be the happiest person that you all do. But I think it's all stages like life, yeah? We weren't ready last year. Tottenham were better than us. The table doesn't lie. We cap we capitulated at Newcastle. Today would have been that Newcastle game where, let me tell you, sec so let's go into the second half, Chris. The second half, we come out. They are all over us. We can't get the ball. We can't keep And even when we get the ball, we can't keep the ball. It is like the Alamo. They have very loud fans. And they're only one nil down. They've got to go for it. So I felt that the Thursday night game, which is going to have an effect, they always do, whether we rotated or not, a lot of those players did play and their legs got tired. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the impact of... The weekend's, the, sorry, the midweek activity has played a part, but the mark of a good team, a quality team, is to be able to dig it out. And let's be honest, as I said, this season so far has been a lot of fun because yeah. Arsenal have basically been in control of football matches the entire time. You cannot go through an entire season being in control of football matches. Look at the Man City or Liverpool versus Man City game today. Man City had large patches being controlled and they lost that full match you, because there were points in which they weren't in control. There are just times where that happens. It is basically impossible. Like as much as Man City have a cheat code in Erling Haaland, uh, zero goals today. So, you know, all of these Sky Sports features talking about how he's going to get 100 goals, 600 goals and score a hat-trick each week. Turns out, you know, the man is human which we all know and we all expected. Yeah. Ultimately, these are human beings and they are fallible and they are going to make mistakes and they are going to have off days, the mark of a good team and the mark of character. And this is what Arteta talked about afterwards. Character is about being able to dig in. And yes, we rode our luck. Let's be honest. Second half, they Leeds get a penalty. It's a penalty. We can't really complain about that. No. Comes off Saliba's hand. 
didn't yep. think Saliba had the best of games. Nope. There were a few instances where you know it didn't really go for him. Um, and I can we can I can wax lyrical about Saliba and how he makes me feel so comfortable. But there were times where it just didn't work for him. But penalty, you know. Bamford just drills that straight down the middle and it's 1-1. And we're probably having a conversation right now saying, oh, it's a draw, it's unfortunate, but probably the fair result. So, you know, we've been on the right side of it today, I will admit, and I'm very happy about that. But we, there will be days coming up when we're not on the right side of it. But for me, do you know what? Amass as many points as quickly as we can, as early as we can right now, because... And this is where in my head, I think, let's recalibrate our expectations. I'm not thinking about a league title tilt. I'm just thinking about get as many points as you can so that we can get that Champions League spot because that's our evolution. Our evolution is getting to the Champions League. It's not let's finish second to City on 95 points and they get 96. You know, I want to do that, but my expectations are still at that level. Like you just talked about, Amanda, expectations are a certain yeah. level. And it's, and it's true. And and this Lynn, who often makes some really good points, this is the worst game we've played this season. However, we still got the three points and maybe last season we would not have got over the line. Not maybe, Lynn. We wouldn't have won it. We, we wouldn't have. There's no way. It's yeah. just all falling together at the right um, time. You know, we are mid-October. We're four points clear because... Liverpool is mental. Quite, this is actually it, mental. It, it is mental, but we have to enjoy it. The big smile shouldn't be worrying about PSV Thursday night and Southampton next Sunday. We're four points clear. It's actually funny after everything we've been through and all the hysteria over whether Arteta's any good and everything he does. And I wonder where all the Arteta outs are at the moment, probably just pretending they never said Arteta should be out or waiting for us to lose, which is pretty 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 sad um you know at the end of the day it's really really interesting that I'm just loving it Chris Do you know I go into work every week I've got I'm surrounded by West Ham and Tottenham and Liverpool and all colleagues of Tot. it's brilliant I literally sit I've only started my job about five months ago they must hate the fact that they've got an Arsenal fan working there because I literally walk in with a different mug every day as well and you know, the, the Tottenham fan wouldn't talk to me literally for about five hours on the Monday. And I'm not, not joking either. I actually had a hissy fit and I love him to pieces. Um, and, and blaming VAR and VAR against Liverpool. And I just went, don't even start me. Let, let, let's not even discuss Harry Kane because as far as I'm concerned, I think everyone knows my views on what happened yesterday. But at the end of the day, we are top. It is there to be enjoyed. And I think most Arsenal fans are on my train of thought, Chris. Just enjoy it now because we don't know what's going to happen. So just a couple of things that we need to talk about, the actual mm -hmm. situations. Yep. So, I mean, interestingly, I just kept sitting there thinking I was waiting for Leeds to score. I had many, yep. many chances. Aaron Ramsdale was my man of the match. I think that says it Brilliant. all to people that have not seen the game. Gabriel comes a close second, and Gabriel was actually better than Saliba today, which I know is hard yep. to believe, but he was. Um, and that stats prove it. Um, the, the rest of them, I, I couldn't pick a man of the match. It had to be Ramsdale for me. Yeah. Um, he saved us so many times. So then we get to the fact that Saliba puts his arm out, penalty, don't really need a debate on it. 
I'm sure any normal, decent football fan, whether you're Arsenal or not, can see that's a penalty. There's no, there's no disputing it. And he puts the ball down, and there's loads of shithousery going on, and there's, you know, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking, well, it's one all. There, there is no way on my mind because yeah. Leeds a hundred percent deserved a draw today. If not, yeah. if not to even win it. And I actually didn't realise he'd missed Chris. I thought it'd gone part because sometimes, you know, the stream's a little bit crackly and whatever. And I couldn't believe it. It, I, it was amazing. And at that moment, I did joke with my dad was over and I did joke with my dad and Carl went, we're going to win the league. That's it. We've, we're going to win the league. Like joking. But those are the things that you need to go for you because Man United have it, Liverpool have it, City have it, Tottenham have it. We don't get that. Everyone scores against us, don't they? Well, yeah, uh, that's what it feels like sometimes. But do you know, um, yeah. confession, confession time, um, my stream went down uh, as I was watching that as well. So I had this horrible thing where I had the black screen of death Oh and then goodness. suddenly I'm having to go through my Twitter. I, I, I switched my phone off of the Wi-Fi in the house onto 4G so I can get access. And the first time I found about it was through Arsenal's Twitter feed saying Bamford puts it wide. Honestly, I dropped my phone. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's like when you turn around away, away from a penalty and close your eyes and then suddenly find out it's been missed. It was amazing. And it is. Sorry, let me just interrupt because yeah, I'm going to just on. say what Rancid Pumpkin said, yeah? It, there was offside in the build-up, massive offside. There wasn't even a – it wasn't even like a little bit. It was offside. So it was justice in a way, which, again, also don't get that much justice, you know. Um, yeah, so you've dropped your phone. We're 1-0. They haven't scored. And you're like – Jesus Christ. <laughs> what well, you know, is this real? You know, they've been on top of us the whole time. It's just yeah. incredible that he's actually missed it. Yeah. And in the second, so that second half, I, so at work, believe it or not, I work for a London-based HR consultancy. So everyone's, broadly speaking, based in London. There's a lad who lives in Brighton. He's a Leeds fan. He's from Leeds originally. And I messaged him tonight to say, we probably didn't deserve that. We probably actually should have. I'm mean, a draw. Probably would have been a fair result. But these are the sort of breaks that are going to be difference makers. You know, we missed out on top four last season by a point or two. And as you said earlier, Amanda, this is the sort of game that last season we probably draw or maybe we lose. But let's just say this is the game last season we draw. That's two extra points. If we finish in the top four or even third or whatever it is, if we finish in the top four this season by two points, you can look back at a game like this to say, didn't play well, got a bit lucky, got the result, and that's all that matters. And that can be huge for a team season. This could, believe it or not, be a pivotal point in oh, our yeah. season. Right now, we're all thinking a bit like, oh, God, got away with one there, lads and ladies. We got away with one. But we could be looking at this when we when when everyone disappears off to the World Cup, we could be looking at this and going, "Wow, you know that was a proper result." And we could be looking at this in May and going, "Wow, look at that! Now that was a proper result." Absolutely. And AFC Max, thank you for your donation. Um, hey, what a game! Jesus Christ, I thought I died and got revived eight times during the game from stress and different vital organs. Do you know what, Max? 
I'm 53. I don't know how much more I can take. It, my heart, my, my blood, my heart rate was so, so fast at times that yeah, I don't drink. That really, was, Chris. That, that was that was full. <laughs> that was full before was the game. Um, it, it, I understand that. I think we all feel like Gunas, especially because I think as I'm, I, I don't speak for everyone. We're just waiting because it's what we're used to of losing games like that. And I think the more we're winning and the more we're looking stronger, then, you know, it's, it's getting to be more confident. But thank you for your comment. Um, okay, so the next bit. <laughs> God, it's so much. Right. Should we get to, I've just got my notes. Um The second half push, the second, sorry, the push on Gabrielle. So so it so chaos ensues, Christopher. When you watch a, a stream, it is a little bit different to being able to watch it on Sky or something. Yeah. All I've seen is Gabrielle on the floor, everyone running to the linesman, the referees at the linesman talking. And I said, I think he's going to get a red card. I think he's going to go. So he said, he picks out a red card. Arsenal go, and he points the penalty spot, okay? So what we're thinking is, Gabrielle's kicked out. We, you don't get chance to rewind it or anything. And then, then I've never seen the Arsenal players go this mental. Every one of them. Absolutely yeah. mental. So I said to Carl, he needs to go to the screen. He needs to go. I was like screaming because I don't want an unjust. I don't mind if it's a penalty against us, but I don't want unjust. And then Carl said to me, he can't go to the screen unless VAR call him to. I said, what? I didn't even know that rule. And then he runs over to the screen, Chris. Now, for me, he was at that screen too long. I thought he was going to just give the red card, carry that through, and the penalty was going to happen. And then obviously it didn't. I've not seen that. That he's actually rescinded the red card. And I think he gave him a yellow, Gabriel, or Bamford got a yellow. I can't remember which one. No, Bamford, because if he if he's giving Gabriel a yellow, then that's a penalty. Bamford started it. I mean, yeah. all right, okay. So Bamford started it all. But what was your thoughts at that moment? So in real time, you're just I'm watching it and just thinking, well, it looks like he's just shoved into him, so carry on. Um you look at it in the in the replay and it almost looks a bit sort of shades of Patrick Vieira with Ruud van Nistelrooy at Old Trafford, whereby, I mean, that was a bit more obvious, to be fair, because Vieira's leg extended and van Nistelrooy made a lot of a meal of it. But I'm going to I'm going to make this like I'm going to put this out there right now. And I appreciate this is an Arsenal fan podcast and we're going to have Arsenal fans on, on here. But I'm sorry if you're. If you're Patrick Bamford or if you're a Leeds fan, I really hope you're just embarrassed by that response from Patrick Bamford because, yes, Gabriel goes down and his leg goes outstretched. Yeah. But Bamford's response was a disgrace. It was an actual disgrace. His feigning injury or illness or, uh, you know, like he's been attacked. Sorry, mate. You are feigning injury. You are trying to cheat the referee. So... When the referee goes to the monitor, it's almost like, again, I'm completely biased, so you're going to get this response from me. But 
if I'm trying to be neutral and I'm a professional match official here going to the monitor and watching Bamford's response, I'm almost like, do you know what? You're an absolute dick, Bamford, and I'm sorry, but you're, I'm getting the card out for that response because it was pathetic. Yeah. It was a pathetic response trying to cheat yourself uh, a point from your team. And your team did deserve oh, – like we, we've already – you've said this, Amanda. I've said this. They deserved the draw. They were better than us in the second half. They had lots of chances. Ramsdale has got us out of jail. You know, they have missed a penalty. They deserve a draw. But Bamford's response there in the dying embers of the game was an embarrassment. And in a way, total justice to say, I'm sorry, mate, I'm not having that. Uh, rescinded red card, no penalty, three points. You guys, you know, you need to look at Patrick Bamford and say, dude, sort yourself out. I think he did get a yellow. Um, I think he did because it's Carl said Gabby got the yellow for the leg, but the penalty was overturned because of the Bamford foul. So I think that did happen. Um, it was so mad that you just felt like we're going to win the league. <laughs> if this had been March, I'd have been like, we're going to win the league, like joking and stuff. But Stuart said Bamford been watching Kane and <laughs> penalty technique. Swan dining Kane. Swan dining Kane. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about everything going on. So then we're back to one nil. No red card. Gabriel stays on the pitch. Sorry, can anyone tell me what time that was? Because I've lost all. Oh, it was like 93, 95. I mean, there was literally no, only a it minute wasn't. to play. No, or... I don't think it was because then we had all the subs come on. So then you had Vieira for Odegaard, which I called, funny enough. I said, we need Vieira on. Then we had Tierney that came on left back. Tommy went right back. Ben White went off. Um, Eddie came on for Jesus, which definitely agree with. And there was one other as well. Was it 90 plus? What, Stefano, it wasn't in the 90th minute, though, yeah, was it? Uh, it was, it? it was in the 90s. Yeah, 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 it was in the 90s. There was at least, there was only a minute or two left to go. It's just, Amanda, our lives felt that long. That was the longest Jack Bauer style from the, uh, the <laughs> episodes 24. It was the longest two or two and a half odd minutes of our lives. And it genuinely felt like that for me. I just want to say hello to a few people because this is so lovely to have you here, Ainsley. Just joined for the first time and hoping for some upbeat listening and discussion. We are upbeat. Also, AFC Max, again, thank you for your donation. If someone had said we'd be four points clear of City right now, I'd be asking what drugs you're smoking and asking if you can have some. Us gooners are living the dream right now. The, enjoy the ride so far. That is my point, AFC Max. That definitely is my point. Um so, okay, so then he brings the subs on. Then you, it was the most strangest game. Did you not think that? I, I, it, the second half for me was, which I felt like I was in an episode of like a, a soap opera. I, mm. you, you've got everything going on. And then Ram, Ramsdale, I keep calling him Ramsey. I keep doing it. Ramsdale saves us continuously. And I'm thinking, my heart rate is getting higher and higher. We're only one nil up here. We, I, I don't remember us having a chance in the second half, did we? Do you remember? Does anyone remember? Uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling, but I think I think a lot of that was the 
we just the ball wasn't sticking because of Leeds high intensity press. And we need to give some credit to Leeds here because, you know, they've had an entire week to prep for us. They've had an entire week to yep. watch videos of us and the way that we play. They pressed us high. In the second half, they went even more aggressive and they won balls back. They won the ball back off of us very, very high. Gabriel Jesus was essentially non-existent at points. And there was a couple of times where he picked the ball up. There was one time where Leeds created a chance in our half where Gabby Jesus has picked the ball up just inside well where the center circle you know the center circle bit he's on the he's about a third of the way into our half and he loses the ball he tries to twist uh, his man his his man his man marker is literally a third of the way into our half so i think what they did was be very very aggressive they pushed us more aggressive than any other team has been with us because what other teams have recognized is that if you are normally that aggressive with arsenal when we are when we're on our A game and our passing is uh, as accurate as it's been, then we do what we did in the first half. Like there were instances where Leeds pressed us in the first half in our own box almost. And we just did little triangles out and then went away. But in the second half, those triangles weren't working. Erdegaard suddenly wasn't finding his range. And I think in the no. first, Erdegaard in the no. second half, the reason Fabio Vieira came on was because. He just, his range was completely off. He wasn't finding, he missed pass after pass after pass. And I love Erdegaard, but in, in the first half, you know, he set up Saka's goal. A fantastic goal from Saka. Brilliant finish. Man's arrived on the scene. He's been brilliant for us, Saka. And Erdegaard, big part of that. But in the, in the second half, Erdegaard was, his range was off. And as a result of and that, I think a lot of that was because of Leeds's press and yeah, that was one of our biggest problems. Our biggest problem was Leeds went aggressive, and I just wonder how much of that is, you know, the not not physical fatigue, but maybe the mental fatigue of you know you've gone to Norway, and I don't I don't want to make excuses, but you've gone to Norway, and you know you've the the flight back, and then you've you've had like a light training session on, on Saturday, and then you're all up, you've got to head yourself up to Yorkshire, you know, these sort of things in elite sport. One or two percent marginal gains makes a big difference. And I just wonder if some of that played a part in that second half. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. It is all it's going to be like this, the Thursday, Sunday thing. It definitely is the travelling. Remember as well, they've psyched themselves up for big games, Liverpool, Tottenham. We've played a lot of football with going to Norway in the Arctic Circle on a plastic wet pitch so mm -hmm. some of their legs are going to be heavy and tired um Leeds did very well they pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed that second half we couldn't we couldn't make it work we just couldn't we weren't terrible but we but we really needed Jesus to be on his game now I was only told on Thursday that he was rested for Sunday no injury nothing like that um and I don't think it is and thank god he is playing and you know now Again, we've got to play Thursday night, six o'clock at the Emirates. Thankfully, we're not going um, anywhere. PSV are going to give us a big game, Chris, on Thursday night. You know, what does he do? Because again, then Sunday, two o'clock or 2.30, whatever it is, we're away to Southampton. They're coming thick and fast. And then, which does not benefit us, the World Cup's going to come in a few weeks after and they'll all be gone. And it's like, you know, we could still be top of the league when we go to the World Cup. Who knows? 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it's going to stop the momentum. And it was funny, we were talking about this Friday night and in that interview. And I remember saying, this is going to benefit everybody else but not us. It, it just isn't. I said, all I know is Mikel will be on the blower every day <laughs> to his to his boys. And and what I loved, I have not really seen much of Mikel's inter- post-match interview. I'd heard a little bit where he says, you have to win these games. This is what we need to win. And I just thought, he's, do you know what? You know I've always been his supporter since day one. He's just gradually, 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 every minute, becoming the winner. And that's how he's built to be a winner. And when you watch Pep and Klopp, I don't know if anybody watched the Liverpool City game straight after I did as well, Chris. Mm-hmm. You look at those two brilliant managers and you can't debate that they're not been in the, the brilliant managers in the last five years. And that's what we need Arteta to aspire to and to get to, to those sort of levels. You know, Pep's going ballistic at... Um, the uh, fourth official, you got the fans going at him, Klopp was sent off, you know, and their teams, I mean, Salah should have scored way before then and what a goal we did score. And for us, I wanted Liverpool to win. Did you or not? Um, I saw everything as a, uh, anything as a, as a bonus, really, if I'm completely honest with you, you know, if Man City had won, I'd have said, you know what, everyone's expecting them to just walk the league. So that's just another three points that we're clear of Liverpool. So take that. A draw means, hey, again, Liverpool drop points and we get a few clear of Man City and we get a few more, maybe a week, maybe two weeks of being, you know, joyously at the top of the league. Uh, a, a City defeat and, hey, we're now four points clear, so it means even next weekend, despite whatever happens when we go away to Brighton, which is a ground which we've not had great results not on. Brighton. Oh, is it Southampton? Sorry, yeah. away to Southampton. Even again, last season, not a great. So it's not a ground. It's not a ground we've had much luck on. But you know, from my perspective, it was a win-win situation. But um, what going back to the Arteta Klopp, you know. Guardiola thing I think what we are starting to see and what that match that evening kickoff that we've just all witnessed Liverpool versus uh, Man City after seeing Arsenal versus uh, um, uh, versus Leeds is that football is not just an 11 v 11 on the pitch the managers all right they set the tactics up they decide how players should play but actually a lot of stuff can happen on the pit off the pitch as well and Arteta has his role to play off the pitch during the game as well. Now, there were times where there were water breaks and Arteta's like, right, everyone in, everyone in. We're going to have this conversation. We're going to talk. You want to do this? You want to, you know, I'm going to organise you guys. You guys need to do your bit. There are times where you can put, as a manager, you can put pressure on the referee or you can actually exert more influence on the crowd, like Klopp earlier, like making, you know, big, huge, like raucous, throwing his arms up in the air for the crowd to to do more. Arteta's been doing that as well. And 
going back to right when Arteta joined, and we've seen it through the All or Nothing um, series, Arteta talking about making that connection. He's recognised this. It's a cliche to talk about the 12th man, but actually the drive from the from home fans or, in this instance, the pressure that you can put on referees or whatever it is, you've got to, you've got to take advantage of that sort of stuff. Other teams do it. Let's not have all of this, Arteta spends half of his time, let's not go all full Richard Keys. Arteta spends half his time outside of the technical box. That's not right, that's not right. Well, I'm sorry, you, you need to look at some of the other teams here because some of the other teams do exactly the same thing and have been doing it for years. We're just, we've just decided that we're not going to be nice Arsenal anymore. We're going to play by the rules of everyone else and Arteta's doing that and I effing love it. It's interesting, isn't it? They wouldn't like that, but no. I nearly swear. Just effing. That's allowed. I, I just wish I had a guest on that I didn't agree with. Very <laughs> many I'm going like this because, Christopher, we are the 12th man. Me and you go week in, week out to the Emirates. So yep. we know what it's like. And the atmosphere is incredible, a hundred times better than it's ever been. I've said for months and months and months do not boo your team, support your manager, support your team. Because once you start to support, it starts to build. And it's, and it's built so much that I even heard the Arsenal fans singing when Leeds were on top of us to try and get behind the team, to know that they're, they're supported and loved and that they're there. Um, many a time over the years, we've seen awful support from a lot of our supporters, the toxicity, all of it. And, and it's true, as Amesy said, the 12th man has been huge this season. But we were huge halfway through last season. And I think that um, it's such a massive thing that it doesn't get spoken about enough. Um, and Fiona says it, the same thing. We definitely are the 12th man, just love the atmosphere at the Emirates. When have we ever said that, Chris? I mean, I sit in the East Stand Upper, not notorious for getting up and singing, for sure. We'll do the odd song. But now it does not stop. It, we start off songs. I actually started a little song off when I left the ground last week um, because we're all buzzy. I've always sung anyway, but not many around us do. Now, there's loads. They're coming from everywhere. We don't stop singing. Honestly, Carl and I will leave the stadium and every time we're complaining about our throat, saying like it's all hoarse and sore because we don't stop. And that is everywhere around the ground now. And I say it every pod. I love the clock end ultras. I love what the Ashburton Army are trying to do. It's fabulous because the clock ends have never been as loud as the North Bank. And sometimes now they're louder than you lot, Chris. So it all does make a difference. Before I, ca before I carry on, it's very remiss of me to miss this off. But come on, happy Invincibles Day to everybody. I mean, not only that, hello, is yours gold? Because ours is. Um, yes, another year. And everybody in the chat room, it really, really, really means a lot to me that you come back week after week. Please press the like button because that means a lot. And please subscribe. And please tell me as you go through your questions where you're all from. I can see someone's from Texas. Ah, oh, hold on a second. Let's have a look. Patrick Pornan. Hello from Texas. We've got Super Mick Arteta. One thing I do love, and I've gone on, on record, as I say, I love the international fans. I love the Americans, the Africans, the Australians, the Malaysians, the, you know, the Portuguese, the Italians. I love the fact that Arsenal are supported everywhere. And just because you can't get there every week doesn't make you any less of a fan. 
Absolutely. Can I jump in on that? Can I just yeah, jump on. on that? It's a bit, bit of a shout out. So um, a few years ago, I went to, I did a bit of a road trip and I went to uh, Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, did a bit of a kind of a, a bit of a session. And I met up with the guys who are from the Memphis Gooners Collective. Uh, I think it's with the Brass Door Pub. I met a few guys. Lovely. I spent the entire morning with them. Uh, wife messaged me saying, we are on holiday what are you doing? And I said, come and meet us in the pub. And we end up spending in the morning just singing songs and, and doing stuff like that. So it's lovely. And actually in about two weeks time, I can't go to the Nottingham Forest game, the first game that's at home, because I'm actually going to be in San Francisco. And I've already messaged a couple of people seeing if I can get there. And it genuinely astounds me. I've been to New York. I've been to New York and seen an Arsenal home game when I couldn't get to it. And I turn up in a pub surrounded by american gooners and it's like wow this is my family this is amazing like they're you know all what? as mental as i am well i went to new york and i watched do you remember the arsenal crystal palace game at palace where bellerin yeah. went to the crowd and went ballistic we lost three nil and it was a nightmare there wasn't that many gooners there because it was their monday afternoon so a lot yeah. were working they'd swapped it from the sunday and i was in um o'hanlon's the, the place is covered in Arsenal memorabilia. Yeah. I was I was in awe of everything. It was an Arsenal pub. If you're ever in New York, go yeah. and watch it there. But I'm just going to give a few shouts. So go I live in Carlo, Lynn. Lynn, for some reason, I thought you were abroad, but you're not actually far from me. Carl Stark. <laughs> I'm from downstairs in the lounge. He is correct. He is. John McDermott's uh, North London, Forever, Royal Leamington. Reading, Uxbridge, now Devon, Switzerland. Hello. I'm in Uxbridge right now. You're in Uxbridge. Wave to Stuart. Um, Stefano's in Norwich. How funny, Stefano. For some reason, I thought you was in Italy. Um, Adam, Northern Ireland. Hello to you. Oh, it's so lovely. Um, that's very true. So there are so many fans in Oz. There is an Arsenal pub in Perth, Oz. Now, my cousin, who was over... For the Tottenham game, lives in Oz, comes over for all the uh, for work reasons, but comes tries to fit all the games in, all the cup finals with me over the years and everything. And he he said it's it's mad out there for for football for Arsenal especially. So it's just fantastic. I love it all. We've got um, Kent, Nigel, Robert. Oh, you're in the mile end. So it's fantastic. Oh, AFC Max, Sydney. See what I mean? Just so global. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for everyone. Right. So um, <laughs> I, st I, I still can't. So there's so much that's going around in my head about the game. There's so much to even think about. Saka came off for holding. That was the other one at the beginning. That was the first sub. Then You know, the minute he brings on holding, you know, we've got a problem. Not a problem, but you know, he wants to. Wants Back to, to the wall, guys. Yeah. Back to the wall. Let's try and park a little bus there. But um, why not use our substitutes? Why not? That's what it's for. And that's what we've waited for so long, Chris, to have strength in depth, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we haven't actually done that a lot this season, which maybe is a mark of the game and game state. And maybe that's something that we need to recognise. And again, we were talking about this earlier. So we're not going to have things our own way the whole season. We, are, we have had, no. before today... Nine games in which we've been in control. We've won eight of them. And even with the Man United game, they basically scored against the run of play. So we had the Man United great game 
in our sights and we should have won that match like i'm not having any man united fan talk about oh yeah. no we just played you well and you know that's what we do no nonsense you guys were not in control of the match you got fortunate with the ericsson foul you know for those people listening on podcast i'm using my uh my fingers to do the old quote marks because it wasn't a foul we go one nil up i think that game changes maybe we're talking about we've won 10 games in a row and holy moly we might be seven points clear of man city on 30 points right now but moving that to one side we have seen arsenal on top that will not happen for 38 games no team even the invincibles the Invincibles and happy, as we talked about earlier, happy Invincibles Day, everybody. Even the Invincibles had games where we were not on top. There were times where we had men, men sent off. There were times when we were just backs to the wall and we scraped a draw. There were times where we battered teams and we scraped and we got a draw. I remember there was a game against, I think it was Fulham, where Edwin van der Sar, I think this at home, we drew nil nil. I'm sure it was that season. And we smashed them and he had just the game of his life. Things don't always go your way. Sometimes you don't play amazing. Factors influence that. That is exactly what happened today. But the difference, as opposed to this morning, when I was writing my blog thinking, do you know what? I've got a weird th feeling that it, this feels like a 1-1 one -one or a 2-2 a two -two or, or something like that. Mm. Yeah, In my mind, like I didn't say it, but in my mind I was like, just got a weird feeling this is going to be one of those classic one ones we might batter them and draw on one we might get battered and draw on one i just feel like that and so when it went one nil and in the second half when they were they were battering us in terms of you know batting down the hatches and, and defensive solidarity and solidity i worried that this is only going to end one way i'm sitting here at half past nine seeing my team winning their ninth game out of 10. I could not ask for more. I'm utterly delighted. Play badly and win. Keep doing this, lads. I'm over the moon. Exactly what I was just about to say, and Amesy said it, winning teams also win ugly. And that's really interesting. Gets to my next point about social media. I was really interested to see people, not many, but a few people said they wouldn't celebrate because it wasn't great. And you know what? This wasn't a good performance and stuff like that. I don't really understand why you'd not celebrate, even if you won 1-0 in the 91st minute and you'd played rubbish the whole game. Isn't that to celebrate? I mean, I just think I'm a little bit old school and I think social media isn't great for certain things and great for other things. But I don't know. Listen, each to their own. But winning teams, you know, we didn't in the Invincibles win every game beautifully, that's for sure. Right, I'm going to take some of your questions before me and Chris go off and calm down and relax. Let's have a look what we've got here. Peter Coulson, are we doing the thing that champions do, like playing poorly but winning, or have we lost our mojo after Leeds and Bodo game, Chris? Um, I don't want to say we are doing what champions do because that makes me fall into the false sense of security that oh my god this could be that amazing a little little anecdote uh, i met my wife at university and the year that i met my wife was 2003 now to arsenal fans interesting uh, january 2003 i met my wife and it was pretty good being an arsenal fan back then <laughs> and then one year into my relationship with my wife um i rem she remembers 
She literally remembers the times when I was angry. We lost in the Champions League, I think, to Ozier, and I threw a plastic cup against a wall because we'd lost, uh, I think it was 3-0, or 3-1, something like that. But she says, most of the time, you were pretty happy. And I, I said to her, that's because we were flipping awesome. We were a flipping awesome team back then. And this evening, after we won that game, she came downstairs because I was watching it in the lounge. She came downstairs because she was doing other bits. And she just said, they won again then. And I said, I don't want to jinx it, but it sort of feels like when we were back at uni and we were that good that every week we were, we were winning and I, my, my expectation were winning. I had, like I said to you, I thought, oh, this might be difficult. We might draw this game. The fact that we've won this today, again, I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel like we're going into games and I'm like, we should win this. So next weekend against Southampton, I'm going to go into it not being like, oh, well, you know, it's away from home. We might end up, you know, if we if we play well, we'll get a result, but probably end up a draw and, you know, we could easily get done. I'm going into next weekend's game going, no, nah, we can do Southampton. Let's do it. Let's, let's make yeah. it. Let's make it 10 wins. Do it. Screw it. Do it. Let's have 30 points by the time the we get to Monday. The belief from that to yes. that. Is, yes, massive. I feel like that now, and I'm quite, I always err on the side of caution. Um, okay, so Carl Stark said, can we win the league? And then I'm going to bring Adams in as well. We may not be confident winning the league, but are we confident now that top four is in the bag? Now we're over 10 points clear of fifth. So do you think we're going to win the league? Or do you think... You're you gonna... answer that, because you've been you... asking me. You answer no, that. No, I, I don't. I really don't. But again, you've got to talk to me in March. It's October the 16th. So many things could happen from now till then during the World Cup injuries. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think we can. It doesn't say we won't. It doesn't mean we won't. Do you think we've got four, though? Yes. Oh, I'd be absolutely distraught if we don't hit top four. Absolutely. I think we deserve it <laughs> just on nine games. No, it's silly to say that because it's a 38-game season. What do you think? Do you think we can win the league? No. Um, and I think most Arsenal fans you talk to are realistic on that because we don't have the... People talk about squad depth, but Man City's squad depth is not that much massive, not much big, that much bigger than ours. And I think it's just... Liverpool, Liverpool will be a factor. Like people are talking about, Liverpool are done, but no. they will be a factor. They absolutely. You just watch the game today. They are going to be. They're very difficult to beat away from home. Man City have looked like perfect so far. They've gone to Liverpool today, and all right, Liverpool have uh, have had moments where Man City looked like they might have been on top, but broadly speaking, Liverpool have done the business. So I just. I think Liverpool will end up being either second or at least third, even in the position they're in at the moment. So I don't think we'll win the league, but my, my, I need to, I think Arsenal fans need to re, we need to calibrate our expectations because we go up and down at the beginning of the season. If somebody had said top four, you guaranteed, shake my hand, you take it, all of us would have been saying, been like, yep, take fourth right now, take fourth. Even if we were at this point where we're top of the league by X number of points, if we'd have said you can you can cash out at fourth, I'd probably still take it. 
because we need to see just the evolution of this team. Yeah, of course, We've already yeah. seen the benefits of the way we're playing. We need that validation by fourth. And then, you know, next season, maybe my views are, I want to go for the league. Yeah. Because we've finished in the Champions League. Let's go for it. This team, are another year experience. We've got plenty of miles in the tanks. This is a young team. So that's kind of where my mind's at. It's get top four. That's where I'm at. You know, if we can beat Southampton next weekend, we've got 30 points. I think we need 78, 80 points, and I'll be happy with that. And if we're 30 points after 11 games, that's a massive way. We're very close. It feels like we're very close to, to getting to that. Oh, we're, you know, we're coming close to the halfway point. We're, for every win, as I said, I'm going to stop this monologue in a second. For every win we make... We are one step closer. Sounds stupid, boring, obvious, but it's true. It's it's one more um, buffer that we've yeah. got. So if we have a shocking game like we did last season against Everton away, each of these wins that we get means that if we have a shocker, we can go, chill, guys. We've had a shocker. Stick it, stick it to the back of your minds because we've got enough points in the bank that we can go again. And our objectives are still very achievable. Yeah, no, I agree. I I don't think we will win the league. But funny things have happened. Look at Leicester. Carl Stark wants to ask you, Chris and me, Southampton, Forest, Chelsea, Brighton, Wolves, how many points do you think we'll get? Ten. And that's really? conservative. Yeah, I've ten. Uh, conservative. Southampton, I, I, I feel like we owe them something. Forest at home. No, we want to do that. Chelsea, let's just say Chelsea are going to do us because, you know, we'll have all the ball and they'll get a skanky one. Fine. Brighton, um, mm. so three, so, you know, Wolves, I think that's a draw. Brighton, I think that's a win. Three, six, nine, and one more, ten. But if we do that, that's getting towards the point in which the World Cup starts. That's ten points added to yeah. the existing 27 that we've got that means we're 37 points that's a pretty good haul okay so i've gone southampton forest brighton wolves win chelsea draw okay um uh, that's how confident i am and each game i'm getting more and more confident obviously today i did go for a draw that although last week i did think we'd win i just thought you got to think realistically i didn't realize we were going to be playing on an astroturf pitch full of rain and heavy on mm. Thursday, and obviously, Bodo, Bodo, whatever you call them, they're used to it, we're not. Um, right, okay, a couple of other things before we go. So, yeah, it, exactly, Carl. <laughs> 28 cup finals left. That's all we've got. Um, if only we were to go to Wembley for each of those cup finals, because for those of you who haven't been, Wembley cup finals are flipping amazing. I've been to a few FA cup finals. And they are amazing. And even those get like just going there, the whole experience, being with your mates, like spending the day there, having a few drinks. It's just awesome. You know, some teams, cough Tottenham, don't get to experience that. But, you know, we've had do, that. Do you think we'll be top when we leave this Premier League, when we the break happens and we go to the World Cup? Just do, no. do What's your cat called? Iago. Iago's. Iago. Iago. Not, not Gunner or anything like that. No. He's named um, after the uh he he's named after the parrot in Disney's Aladdin. Oh, okay. He likes to make a little appearance. 
Um, yes, I agree, John. Are we a better side than Leicester remembering they won the league? Yeah, but I don't remember any team having Haaland in it, even today. I mean, and it's interesting, their goal that got wiped off because of the foul halfway up reminded me of our goal with Erdegaard at United. It was the same sort of thing. And if they're going to give it against United, they've got to give it against City because it, mm. it's got to be consistency somewhere. Yeah. Um, Anyone else got any other questions before we go? Is everybody happy? Does anyone think we're going to win the league? Anyone in the chat room? Does anyone think we're going to win the league? Because I've not really met anyone yet that has said it. Um, again, I think everyone's sort of waiting. But please, everyone, just, just enjoy it. Right, Chris, give me your prediction for PSV at home on Thursday. I will win. That's what we do. I like that. That's what we do. That's going to be the title for this. We win. That's what we do. Um, okay, so Carl says, well, not. Fiona says, too early. Rob says, I think we can. It's lovely to have positivity, that's for sure. Right, we'll win on Thursday night, um, and I think we'll beat Southampton. We're going to be back probably next Sunday night doing the same sort of thing again. Hopefully our blood pressure is not through the roof like it was. Um that's interesting, Rancy pumping on with you. I said that as soon as we got knocked out, as soon as Spurs beat us that night, I said we're going to win the Europa League because I knew we wouldn't hit the Champions League. So, Rancy pumping on with you. Um, oh, go on. This last one from OO Slice. If they are still top before the World Cup break, big decisions need to happen in the January transfer window. Can't let this opportunity pass. Might not win it, but I say go for it. Mm, I don't know. We do transfer chat, but maybe we'll see nearer the time. Christopher, top of the league. Best start ever for Arsenal. Nine out of ten games won. It's all looking very good, isn't it? It is looking rather splendid, I must say. And let's just um, doff our caps to the British English media who uh, are going to obviously find ways in which they can describe how the caveat of, well, you know, Arsenal haven't played anyone decent yet. I wonder how many games we have to get through. Maybe we have to get through 19 games before they say, well, they've actually played quite a lot of decent teams. Doesn't matter what they say. I don't care about them. They're all all being like uh, very coy about us. It's all City or Liverpool still, isn't it? Let them talk. We're good. Right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure, especially when we win. And this makes it all worthwhile. Thanks, Patrick. First time tuning in, and I really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. I'll be back next Sunday. That is lovely. Thank you so much. And thanks, Rob, for your continued support. Christopher, thank you for joining me. Off you and Ergo, Ergo, or whatever you call your Iago. Sorry, Iago, go. I'm going to sit down and try and have a bit of a relax and just enjoy match of the day can actually enjoy match of the day tonight i'll see you all next week please press like please press subscribe remember it is always arsenal always arsenal good night everyone sports social podcast network